Welcome to Beyond Great Sex, the podcast that will revolutionize your sex life. I'm Morgan Horn, I'm a sex and intimacy coach, and I am going to give you the tools to create the mind-blowing sex life that you've been craving. When you apply the teachings from this podcast, you will drop the shame, limiting beliefs, and everything else that has been keeping you from enjoying the intimacy that you were designed to experience. Instead, you will unleash your unlimited potential, sexual and beyond. When you work with me, great sex is only the beginning. We're going beyond. Hey lovelies, it's January 12th as I'm recording this and I want to wish you all a wonderful new year. May you manifest all that your heart desires this year. Speaking of, if your heart desires a more pleasurable, connected, passionate, and playful sex life, let's make it happen. Because whatever your heart desires, and by heart I mean your soul, your intuition, whatever you like to call what is deep inside you, your essence, whatever your heart desires is by definition yours already. You might not have achieved it yet or seen it materialize in your life, but whatever your soul calls for is yours and within reach. Otherwise, you'd be longing for things that are not possible for you, and that's not how universal law works. And before I dive into today's topic, I just want to invite you to make sure to listen to today's episode fully because there's a little gift for you at the end, okay? So today, I want to share with you some practices that I enjoy doing at the start of the year. I initially wanted to record this episode in December so that you could listen to it before January 1st. But between Christmas festivities and the fact that I was a little sick and needed to rest, I wasn't able to stick to my schedule. But this is actually perfect because it gives me an opportunity to talk about perfectionism when it comes to resolutions and plans we make for the new year, because many of us make a bunch of resolutions to change everything about our lives on December 31st, and we stick with it for about three weeks until we give up before the end of January. Well, it's January 12th already. We're past the New Year mark, but it is not too late to make the resolution to prioritize your sex life this year. And in a minute, I'm going to share with you some fun practices you can do to kickstart 2024 with the best energy towards that goal. But before anything else, I want to invite you to make the commitment to prioritizing your intimacy this year. If you want to change your intimacy, it is a commitment that you will have to make. Things won't magically change between January 1st, 2024 and January 1st, 2025, just because you made a wish at midnight on December 31st. I'm sorry to say. I know I'm giving you a little tough love here, but it is still love. If you want your intimacy to change this year, you're going to have to commit to creating that change. And for that, you first need a compelling reason that is not fueled by a need to prove your worth and lovability, and that is not based off wanting to please your partner either. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that. One of the main reasons why most people make resolutions at the start of the year and don't stick with them is because these resolutions are often based on the premise that something is wrong with them and needs changing in order for them to be worthy and lovable. So, for example, you make the resolution to lose 20 kilos or 45 pounds, and the reason why you want to lose this weight is because you believe that your body is gross, 
that you can't find love unless you lose the weight, that no man will ever want you the way you look now, that once you lose the weight, you'll finally be attractive and have the hot sex that you long for, etc., etc. This won't work because the minute it will get hard, and it will, because any change implies working on your thoughts and beliefs, doing new things, getting out of your comfort zone, implementing new habits, etc., and the minute it gets hard or you fail to stick to your plan, you will use these fails as proof that you are incapable of losing the weight, that you are gross, and that you will never be attractive and lovable. Instead, I would recommend finding a compelling reason for this goal to lose weight that is not about you being worthy and lovable. For example, you can believe that you're worthy and lovable, as you are, and yet choose to lose 20 kilos because this will allow you to experience things that you currently cannot. Like, for example, going on a hiking trip that currently isn't doable because your knees hurt too much because of the extra weight. Or you might want to lose 20 kilos because the things you will have to do to lose the weight are aligned with your values and how you want to show up in life, like eating nourishing foods, feeling energized from exercising and sleeping more, and so on. It's the same resolution, but the reasons behind it are very different. And when you fall off the wagon on your plan, let's say you had decided to exercise three times a week, but instead only exercised once a week, and you managed to lose five kilos instead of 20 you had planned on losing, well, your quote-unquote failure to lose the remainder of the weight has no impact on how lovable and worthy you are, because it was never about that. You might not go on that hiking trip this year, but you're still 100% worthy and lovable. And if I'm giving you this whole spiel about resolutions as I'm inviting you to make your intimacy a priority in 2024, it's because I want you to find a compelling reason that becomes the wind beneath your wings and not because you think you need to change how you perform in the bedroom in order to be worthy and lovable. If you decide to work on your intimacy this year from a place of thinking that something is wrong with you, that you're broken and need fixing, or from wanting to please your partner so that they don't leave you or cheat, it's going to be hard and it won't work for very long. You will resent it. If you're going to prioritize your intimacy, that means investing your time, your money, your energy. It means freeing time for yourself and your well-being, making time for romance and connection with your partner, working on your limiting thoughts and beliefs. Listening to this podcast is a good start, but doing the inner work is what will create change. It means hiring the help that you need, whether it be coaching, therapy, or a nanny to watch the kids. And to do all that, you need reasons you love. Otherwise, you'll never stick with it. Resolutions cannot come from a place of self-loathing and believing you need to change yourself to be lovable, nor can they come from a place of wanting to please your partner at all costs. So here we start. Find your compelling reason or reasons to want to prioritize your intimacy this year. Choose reasons you love for wanting to see change in your sex life. And if you don't know where to start, you can borrow from my compelling reasons. Here are just a few. Because you want more pleasure, more orgasms, more juiciness in your life. Because you want to feel a deeper connection with yourself and your partner. 
because you want to have fun, to be playful and experience new things, because you want to love and appreciate your body more, because when you work on your intimacy, you inevitably grow into a stronger, more confident and assertive woman who unapologetically lives her life to the fullest. How's that for compelling? Sign me up. Where do I start? Once you have found reasons you love, why you want to commit to prioritizing your intimacy and investing yourself to creating change this year, then can begin the fun. Let's dive in on the cool practices I like to do to get myself into the energy I want to be in at the start of the year. Practice number one, to choose a word for the year. I first heard of this practice from coach Clotilde Dussoulier, and I must say I really like it because it helps me set a theme for the year. Instead of just making a list of resolutions and things I want to change, I think of who I would need to embody throughout the year to create those changes, and I pick a word that will guide me like a compass. So to give you an example... Last year, I felt like the things I wanted to change required me to do things that felt really scary and uncomfortable. Among other things, I was longing for a relationship and I wanted to meet someone, but I was also scared to put myself out there because it implied potentially getting hurt and my last breakup had been really challenging for me. And I also had negative thoughts about changes in my body and the way I looked compared to the last time someone had seen me naked. Yep, I still have a human brain that gives me a lot of nonsense sometimes. And coaching is an everyday practice that I still do for myself and will always do for that matter. Because as you evolve and overcome challenges, new challenges arise and there's always more growth opportunities. But what I was saying was that I wanted a relationship but was scared to put myself out there. So I knew I needed some courage. I needed to dare more. So that's the word I picked for the year, dare. And every time something I wanted to do felt scary or uncomfortable, I reminded myself, babe, we decided to dare this year. Come on, we can do this. And as a result, I challenged my limiting beliefs. I put myself out there. I went on dates. I leaned into the vulnerability of showing myself as I was without waiting to change what I thought needed changing before I could experience the kind of relationship I was longing for. And as a result, I met my partner, a man who I absolutely love and adore. And we have the relationship I always dreamt of. And that's because I showed up as the person I needed to be in order to create the results I wanted to create and also summon a little magic from the universe along the way. So today, I want to invite you to choose a word for 2024. You can, of course, do this as a general exercise, but I specifically want to invite you to choose a word for your intimacy. And to help you with that, I have designed a list of questions that will prompt you to reflect on the past year and what you wish to create in your intimacy this coming year. You can click the link in the show notes of this episode to download your free workbook, or you can go to www.morganhorn.com slash word. That's www.morganehorn dot com slash word. As you go through the questions, see if a word reveals itself, a theme, an intention. 
I would encourage you to answer the questions in writing and to not edit yourself. There are no wrong answers. Just trust your intuition to guide you. And you can also do this exercise with your partner if you want. I would recommend doing it separately, individually, and then to share your answers and make it a fun date. It's a fun opportunity to be vulnerable with each other and to communicate openly without judgment, with compassion and curiosity. Okay, the second practice I want to share with you today is setting up intentions for the new year. I know we talked about resolutions, but I actually prefer the word intentions. For me, it implies living more intentionally. And by that, I mean trying to set intentions behind the things that you do. I don't always do it perfectly myself, but I try to do this as opposed to just go about my day and let life happen to me. For example, when I do my daily walk in the forest with my dog, I try to remember to put an intention for the walk. It can be to do something loving for my body, to soak in all the goodness and energy from nature, or to process the anxiety that I'm feeling in my chest that day. That's just a couple of examples of intentions I set. And a practice I enjoy doing at the start of the year is to set some intentions for the new year. And these can be personal intentions like trying a new hobby or sport, investing in coaching, going to bed earlier, buying a new sex toy or whatever. You can also set professional intentions like hitting a new revenue goal, applying for a new job or taking public speaking classes, et cetera, et cetera. And you can also set some intentions for your relationship. What my partner and I did this year is we made a date night off it. We sat by the fireplace in our living room and we put pen to paper. We both individually wrote what we would like to create this year in our respective careers on a personal level and also what we would like to experience in our relationship. And then we shared our intentions with each other and sort of brainstormed around them. This is, again, a beautiful opportunity to connect with your partner, but also with yourself. So don't worry if you're single, okay? I didn't wait to be in a relationship to have that kind of fun evening with myself. Just remember to set intentions from a place of self-love, from a place of wanting to amaze yourself with all that you will create, from a place of wanting to experience fun things in your life not from a place of self-loathing and wishing you were different in order to be happy. I won't tell you what intentions to choose, only you know what your soul wants, but to provide you some examples of intentions you could choose for your relationship, because it's a podcast for sex, intimacy and pleasure, after all, these could include making time for each other and booking that time in your calendar, non-negotiable, prioritizing your intimacy and having minimum one date night per week, scheduling sexy time, taking a couple's trip without the kids, hiring a nanny to free up time for romance, doing sports together, investing in coaching to improve your intimacy, trying a new hobby together, starting your own book club, making vision boards for your future, meditating together, trying a new restaurant every month, doing at least one activity you know your partner enjoys every month, taking a class or learning a new skill together, setting a new tradition together. If you're short of ideas, you'll find plenty of inspiration online. But try to get creative and ask your intuition, what would be really amazing to experience together this year? Okay, 
Beginning of the year, practice number three, write your future self a letter. This is a practice I started doing last year, and oh my God, was it amazing. I wrote myself a letter on December 31st, 2022, that I was only to open on December 31st, 2023. And in that letter, I shared my aspirations for the coming year, what I was hoping to create and to experience that year. I also shared my doubts and fears, the struggles I foresaw, and I asked my future self to hold my hand along the way. I committed to doing my best for her because I wanted her to be proud of me, but more importantly, I wanted her to benefit from all the work I was going to do on myself and my brain to create amazing stuff for her to enjoy down the line. And man, did I cry buckets when I read that letter on December 31st. The relationship between our past, present, and future self is something to be nourished and cherished, truly. It's a level of connection that is deep and transformative when you allow yourself to experience it. So if this resonates with you, I invite you to write yourself a letter this year and to put it in an envelope that you will open on December 31st, 2025. It doesn't matter that it is January 12th already or whatever day you listen to this episode, we don't need to be perfect and to do things perfectly all the time. I have a confession to make. Like I said, I've been a little sick at the start of the year and I haven't written my letter to my future self yet either. I've actually planned on taking myself on a date to a coffee shop I like later today and to write my letter then. So you can do it with me. Okay, last beginning of the year practice I wanted to share with you today, practice number four, celebrate yourself and write the story of this year with you being the hero of it. I learned this from one of my coaches, Jamie Berman, and I find it especially powerful when you're having difficult thoughts and feelings about the past year. I sure did, to a certain extent, when I reflected on a number of intentions I had set for 2023 that I did not follow through on at all. My knee-jerk reaction was to beat myself up and to tell myself I'm a failure and all sorts of unkind words I won't even go into, because that's what brains do. They have a negative bias and are programmed to look for all that is wrong with us so that we can fix everything that needs fixing and be safe forever. It's a survival thing. So naturally, my brain gave me all this evidence that I suck and wasn't courageous enough as I had planned to be in 2023 and that I need to change everything about myself. Otherwise, I'll die alone under a bridge. But instead of letting myself get sucked into this negative energy, I decided to put pen to paper and to write the story of 2023 with me as the hero of it. And man, did I see things differently. I realized that like any hero of any story, I had some pretty big obstacles and intense events to overcome this year. And I showed up to them in a way that amazes me and I am proud for. Sure, there were things I could have done better and I did not stick to all that I had intended to. But as I wrote the story of 2023, I felt so much love and compassion towards my past self. How could I be ashamed of her or frustrated at her given how much she has done for me and how I know she did the best she could? She's amazing. I'm deeply grateful for her and all that she has done for me. 
I'm now bearing the fruits of all her hard work and commitment last year. I can only thank her and celebrate her. And now I want to invite you to do the same. Celebrate yourself and write the story of last year with you as the hero of it. You might be amazed at what you will find out about yourself. Okay, lovelies, that's all the start of the year practices I wanted to share with you. I hope you've enjoyed them. And please do reach out and tell me which practices resonated with you and what you ended up doing. Now it's time for your gift. I wanted to kickstart 2024 in the best of ways. And to help you do the same, I've decided to offer anyone who joins my four-month coaching program before or on February 15th of this year, an extra two months of coaching. You've heard it correctly. You basically get six months of coaching with me at the price of four. I've never done this. I don't know if I'll do it again. So don't miss out on this opportunity if you want to create change in your intimacy and make 2024 the year you have the best sex of your life. I can't think of a better way to start. Also, don't forget to download your free workbook to choose the word that will guide your intimacy this year. You can find the link to the workbook in the show notes of this episode or at www.morganhorn.com word. Let's create some magic this year. I can't wait to be with you along the way. Speak to you soon. Bye. If you have loved this episode, please add a rating, write a review, and share it around to help spread the word to all the women out there who need to hear this. I am so grateful for you listening. And if you are ready to take this work deeper, book your discovery session with me at www.morganhorn.com. That is M-O-R-G-A-N-E-H-O-R-N.com. We will explore any issue you would like help with, and you will learn all about my coaching program so you can get started on creating the sex life of your wildest dreams. I will see you there.